2: Hey guys, this is Angie from South Carolina. I was just giving you guys a call to share a a memory that I have of one of the first horror movies I ever saw that scared me to death. Um, I grew up with brothers and they were always torturing me with horror movies. And for the most part, I was okay. But my older brother showed me mortuary when I was probably like 10 years old. And I absolutely was terrified. I could not finish it. I still to this day have not watched that movie because just the thought of it scares me. Um, I just remember the, the ghoul running around the mortuary with a white face. It just freaked me out so bad. Um, so uh, I don't know what you guys um, think. If I should go back and, and watch it, if it was, would- scare me now, or if I would just laugh at myself for being so scared. Um, But also, I had a question for you guys. Um, I grew up in a family, and we all obviously watched horror movies since the time I was a little kid. I always loved Halloween, and I loved Jamie Lee Curtis. She was my favorite screen queen. So my question is, who is your favorite screen queen? Thanks, guys.
3: Thanks, Angie and again i am really been loving like the the horror movie memories people are sharing because it also goes hand in hand with our love of horror and our formula of years and somehow we powered through where other people drop off and like oh horror is no good and <laughs> we're like no this is this is the cure this is why we do it um scream queen often talked about at least i those are the conversations i hear or pay attention to maybe like top scream queens and of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is always at the top. Is one yeah. of like the the predominant ones. Not not the original, I won't say, but definitely between Halloween and Prom Night, and like she definitely staked a claim in the genre. Mm-hmm. Do you two have personal favorites that aren't Jamie Lee? How about you, Zena?
0: I have so many favorites. I just want to say I love them all. And then that's it. And, you know, just leave it oh, okay.
3: Alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Cheater. people in
0: modern, like, I really love Jenna Ortega. I love, I just love her. I think that she's such a cutie patootie. So that's more like modern. But, you know, Linnea Quigley is one of my absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, Night of the Demons is everything. And it just seems like every single time that she's in a movie, this is going to sound messed up, but it's the, it's the truth. Every single time she's in a horror movie, I know when she's going to die because it's like she'll take her clothes off and then she's dead. You know, that's what that's how you know. That's the side. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I also love Daniel Harris, Micah Monroe, D. Wallace. Like I could keep on going. There's just so many awesome, awesome scream queens.
3: You know, oh, Barbara Crampton got it even. Yes, Barbara just, just Crampton. As, soon as he said yeah. Uh how about you, Megan? Or did I just steal one from you?
0: You kind
1: of did and did not. Barbara oh. Crampton is the reason why I don't really go with the phrase Scream Queens anymore, because mm-hmm. she wrote a whole op-ed years ago and then did another kind of version of that, I think, under Fangoria where she's like, don't call me a scream queen.
3: Ooh, interesting. So what we...
1: she She's not fond of that label and she uh. goes into detail as, as to why. Like, they're more than just a scream queen. So yep. because of that, I usually don't... So I kind of change the role because it also like xena i'm afraid that i'm gonna miss somebody important that Mm -hmm. i actually really love so instead i kind of switched it up and went with a couple of final girls in horror like fictional characters that i thought didn't get enough love um like everybody loves heather langenkamp rightfully so but alice uh from you know four and five is a really great underrated final Mm -hmm. girl uh i also love the ones where they kind of go through an evolution, like Angela in the Rex series, mm. or even like Mia from Evil Dead twenty thirteen. So, sure. yeah, that's my answer. Plus, all of them. People who yeah, love to work in horror, they're my favorites.
3: Fair enough. I mean, I, 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 okay, I won't say Scream Queen. You're right. I never really liked the title Scream Queen, and it was funny because we were watching Scream, the original Scream, over the weekend, and yeah. I was kind of wondering. Was the term "scream queen" coined before Jamie Kennedy in Scream?
0: Yes, I thought
1: so. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like Brinky Stevens, um, who's in a lot oh, of God, that's like, another one. See, <laughs> see, I, I'm pretty sure like that era um, had that. That's where the phrase came from, "scream okay. queen." So it was. Yeah. It wasn't Jamie Kennedy that that coined it.
3: Well, yeah. And it's well, not a
1: bad phrase.
3: No, not at all. And I wonder though, like it might also been the 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 term might have gotten more into the pop culture through Scream, possibly. Um, and like a, a, a very terrible analogy, it's like the term MILF came from American Pie, and it didn't sort of thing. And I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's <laughs> not what this podcast is about. That will be a different spinoff podcast. <laughs> two, no, don't. I'm not going to do that. Uh, my personal favorite is always uh, strong female protagonist who survives at the end of a horror movie. <laughs> Final Girls, yeah, yeah, Final Girls, Sigourney Weaver, his you know, between the Aliens franchise and Ghostbusters early on, those were just such formative movies that I still love to this day and I still rewatch to this day. I watched Ghostbusters a couple of days ago again, um, but more the newer generation, Samara Weaving is kind of climbing up that for me lately.
1: it's, her scream is yeah. so guttural. Like, if we're taking yeah. that phrase literally, yeah, she's she's really good.
3: Yeah, she's got a, like, you killed my kids sort of scream. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like there deep. is
1: all sorts of primal emotions wrapped up in her screams.
3: Yeah, so, short answer, all the funnel oh. girls, <laughs> all, yeah. all the women in horror, all, they're all, our favorites. All
1: of the scream kings and queens and all of them. Everybody. Everybody. All,
3: of them. all of them. All right, next question came in via email from mitch hey dark trio you mentioned in this week's episode that what is the most extreme horror you could get away with at school i had a similar thought after my wife bought me a projector for our anniversary oh nice gift yeah and i wanted to watch a movie on the side of my house problem is we have people that walk dogs and kids behind our house all the time so i thought what is a horror movie without a lot of gore cursing or nudity the best answer is drag me to hell that's a you know drag me to hell is a good example of a pretty brutal really like it, it's a horror movie that doesn't show like, it's not like it's kind of like everyone remembering saw being way more brutal than it actually was and then the later sequels absolutely were um i don't know how about you you two, like if you were going to film something on the side of your house or not film project something on the I side of like, your house what am I doing? Again, all right, that's going to be another podcast I'm going to spin off right yeah. after the milk one. Um, uh, uh, if you were going to show a movie that your whole neighborhood could see on the side of your house, what would it be? Start with Megan.
1: I have, like, four options. Because, <laughs> oh. I'm like, trying to narrow it down is always so hard. Um, so... Keeping with PG 13 horror that really brings it, uh, the ring, the 2002 remake, PG
0: 13.
3: That's a good one. Underwater
1: <laughs> is actually PG 13.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, totally, and, yeah.
1: Uh, Arachnophobia, also oh. like PG 13, oh, especially on
3: the side of a house, seeing those spiders yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I know
1: all of that. Yeah, so I of, you know, and then you know, if you want the classic ghost story, Insidious is also PG 13. Nice, oh, so I, I, I feel like is, all of it? these are creepy and scary in in their own ways.
3: Was the conjuring R? Our...
1: Yes, that was R.
3: See, I don't know why it is like but I think maybe because it's Patrick Wilson is in both of them that like I confuse the not I don't actually confuse the two. I'm very well aware of the difference between the yeah, two. Yeah but
1: they are like you know James Wan's involved. It does feel like yeah. a precursor to the conjuring in a lot of ways. So yeah. I get that.
3: How about you Zena?
0: oh okay well you know sometimes (laughs) you just gotta rip the band-aid off sometimes for people sometimes you have to see things that will will strengthen you you know here we go buckle (laughs) up i think i I went pretty light so i was thinking honestly the poltergeist the 1982 version oh yeah i don't really think that that one's that bad there's no nudity there's uh minimal swearing so you know it's the movie that kind of inspired the pg-13 rating yeah so there's that one um there's also lights out 2016 i really like that one i feel my like good. yeah it's a good time and then something that's kind of kid-friendly because i watched it as a kid and it's like a comedy horror but then again i've watched the exorcist as a kid uh shrunken mm-hmm. heads it's a full moon pictures movie oh my gosh from <laughs> yeah it's like these yeah. little these boys there's voodoo there's floating heads so that one's kind of cool hopefully no no nudity no nudity okay <clears> good
1: Yeah, I don't think that they want that projected on the wall of the house. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah, I was totally going to say Chopping Mall. And then I was like, nope, nope, can't do (laughs) Chopping Mall.
1: No, you can just Uh, put have a nice day, freeze, right? That's what you can do. (laughs) That's so kind of you.
3: (laughs) I'm so bad at naming PG-13 horror movies. Like, I don't know why it is. maybe I think PG-13 maybe because it gets such a bad rap. When you see a horror movie is going to be PG-13, but obviously we've, you've already talked about, you can make a really great horror movie that's PG-13 mm-hmm. just because it doesn't have a ton of swearing or blood or, or nudity. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just absolutely cop out and say the same thing I always say and say Jaws. That <laughs> and we can cool. set up some it little, yeah. we can yeah, set yeah. up some little kiddie pools and...
1: <laughs> severed <Separate laughs> head or two. It's fine.
3: Yeah. J- just, yeah. Maybe just like two, two severed heads yeah, but I think kid,
1: it is is not rated R though, right? I don't. No, think. it's
3: PG. It's there actually pre PG thirteen anyway.
1: Yeah. So. We have a poltergeist has the face.
3: Oh yeah, salty. that's good. That yeah. that's, you warn the kids about that in advance. Just close your eyes. Fine.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's special effects. There you go. All right, before we roll into things, I do want to announce the winners of our sock giveaway. Yay! Yay! From the sock guys. <laughs> And I randomly selected names. I put everyone's names who submitted questions over the last month into a random generator, including questions that we haven't read yet. We weren't penalizing you just because we didn't get your questions before the end of the month. And the winners are Margie from Delaware, who shared her exorcist memory. Yeah, Margie. Hannah from... Yay, Margie. <laughs> uh, Hannah from Austin, Texas, Hannah. who was uh, the Extreme Haunt community member. And Mark M., who asked us the origin story question last week. Nice. Go, Mark. So, yeah. So, congratulations. Mm-hmm. So, please, uh, what you need to do, please send us an email at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com with your full mailing address, and I will get those shipped out ASAP. Thanks again so much for submitting your questions and congratulations.
0: Woo-hoo. Congrats
3: yeah and speaking of big winners welcome to the bloody disgusting podcast <laughs> everyone the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and to help us discuss the disgusting you know her as lead movie critic for bloody disgusting horror movie fanatic and journalist megan navarro hey megan hello and you know her from a youtube channel a website real queen of horror and an infinite love for the genre Zena dixon hey Zena.
0: hi <laughs> hi
3: and i'm john if you're listening to this on a wednesday when the episode drops i hope you had a happy halloween happy
0: Halloween.
3: We have not had ours yet, so I'm very excited. <laughs> it's 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 been a month.
0: It has
1: been a year.
3: And if you ha and if you didn't have the best Halloween, we're gonna do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So Zeno, what's been filling your heart this week?
0: So I checked out Sister Death on Netflix. It just came out. Um, after a miraculous childhood, Narissa becomes a novice and starts teaching girls at a former convent haunted by a disturbing presence. So this is the prequel to Veronica from 2017, which is also on Netflix, and I absolutely love—I mean, love—that movie so much. <laughs> and I'm so happy to report back that I love this one. I'm a huge fan of the director Paco Plaza. I just feel like. He's just so incredible, like his crafting, like there's so many gorgeous shots, but they also got under my skin, you know. Um, I will say this, in the beginning, it is slow, but I feel like the buildup is so worth it, and especially that ending. The ending had me screaming, literally, I was screaming in my house at 2 a.m., but don't worry, (laughs) I live in the middle of nowhere, so it was fine, but yeah, I feel like even when it comes to the synopsis, it is pretty basic, but... Just the whole movie in general, I feel like it's just very well layered. It's just like, you know, you have the sister who joins this convent and then, you know, Mm. she discovers that there's something dark and there's like a haunted past and stuff. So it's kind of like an old fashioned ghost story. And also the soundtrack, it does slap, you know, it's not what I expect that it was going to be. So um, even if you didn't check out Veronica, um, which I recommend that you check it out, but even if you didn't check it out and you like creepy nuns and creepy convents, you know, if that's your jam, I highly recommend Sister Death. It's a good time. So there's that. And then um, I kind of unplugged this weekend after I finished my work. I, I needed it. So I yeah. read Lost Boy, The True Story of Captain Hook from 2017. Um, So this is set in the world of Neverland. Lost Boy is basically about this, this boy named Jamie, who is one of Peter Pan's Lost Boys. And he begins to, you know, kind of separate himself from Peter Pan as he starts to grow up. So... Um, this is, uh, written by Christina Henry. She's a horror and dark fantasy writer. She also wrote, um, Through the Looking Glass, I think it's called, uh, The Chronicles of Alice, a retelling of Alice in Wonderland. It's kind of like a shifted dark fairy tale. But anyway, so this... Book, it's very dark and very gory. Mm. It's very much like Lord of the Flies, and I was just completely Whoa. living for it. Yes, it reminded me of that. So no spoilers, but I was completely mesmerized. I literally finished it in a day. Like, I just, I couldn't put it down. Oh, wow. Really hooked. That's and cool. Peter, he is something. So um, she was hooked on I hook. I was hooked on hook, you know. But yeah, Peter, he's he's something. Uh, you know, I grew up with Peter Pan. I used to think he was so cool. And it's just like, hmm what's going on there (laughs) but yeah if you like uh dark takes on classic tales um this book is for you and it's super short so check it out nice check it out
3: me be megan
1: uh being that it was hollow weekend i definitely was looking for the halloween stuff and Screenbox, uh for the very first time had added trick-or-treat the 1986 heavy metal horror movie it's not been on streaming before now um and now it is, so obviously go watch it. But it is about a bully teen boy. He's devastated after the death of his idol, Sammy Kerr. Um, but he's, you know, gifted with a rare record that, as one does, plays it backwards and ends up letting Sammy loose. Uh, who, who who really wants to make a comeback from beyond the grave? So, I don't know. I think a lot of people consider this the pinnacle of heavy metal horror for good reason. Uh, it's, it's such a unique... Kind of take, I mean, the bullied aspect, not unique, but the heavy metal aspect is it has Gene Simmons from Kiss, it has Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but it, the kills are very interesting because. Sandy Kerr is like it's almost like Shocker. It's like what if you had Shocker, but it took itself a little bit more seriously, and he was heavy metal demon trying to to take over the world uh, through the airwaves. Yeah, it's fun. Go watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then speaking of extra fun, um, also on Screenbox, they just added Heebie Jeebie TV. It is very much like this DIY movie that reminds me of like WNUF Halloween special. So if you like WNUF, you will really like this one. This one is uh, two siblings. They get a mysterious package that takes them on a wild channel surfing journey. That package is an interdimensional cable box. Um, And so it really does play out like you are watching tv and just flipping through the channels and Mm. it and it does this really subtle thing where it's like watching tv right you've got all this news reports infomercials hotline numbers music videos like all of these really cute kind of um sketches that plays like you're watching tv kind of like wnuf but then it kind of shifts through time uh, so to speak like it doesn't tell you what it's doing but it's subtly like oh now we're in the vod era where we're hmm. choosing on demand stuff to watch and and it's uh it's really really cute it's very much like diy but well crafted very creative very charming i'm obsessed with the candy corn cart corn <laughs> candy corn tet. it's a bunch of candy corn <laughs> singing Aww. um but yeah it's it's very charming very cute very clever and all
0: like with this no budget diy feel so yeah
3: i think i need to check that out now
0: I feel I feel like you would like it. I've been it. calling it the wrong thing. I've been calling it by its initials and getting stressed out that I forgot a letter. So, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked the way
1: it's it's spelled is H E B G B. That's what I yeah, just <laughs> Yeah, but it's but it's a it's a fun play on HEBGB. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah.
3: I need to go finish watching the new Hell House movie after this, but I think uh, HEBGB will be right. I've like a half hour left. I so wanted to finish before we recorded and I couldn't get it done. But I am happy with it, and I didn't even need to watch Hell House LLC 3 beforehand. Yeah, you
1: don't. You don't.
3: (laughs) No. uh, But no, I'm very much enjoying it. It feels like a return to form, and I can't wait to see the last 20 minutes. Woo-woo. What I did watch in their entireties started with Megan's pick, 2023's Renfield, available on Peacock renfield dracula's henchman and inmate at the lunatic asylum for decades longs for a life away from the count his various demands and all of the bloodshed that will come with them which doesn't tell you at all what happens in the movie but it sums it up why this one
1: because you love horror comedies Mm. and it's vibrant and it seems like a spooky season type watch that you would be into
3: i i I can't think of other movies that I've seen her in. I was aware of her. Like, I I don't, I'm not really familiar with Aquafina's other, like, acting chops. Uh Boy, did she elevate this movie for me. She was so funny. Like, she's so mad through the whole (laughs) thing. But in like a funny way, you know, like, people can be mad and dicks, but she's, she just hates everyone (laughs) so much. And Nicholas Holt uh, is great. Is actually great. Like, he's, He's taken some really interesting roles because he's like Beast and X-Men movies and this and yeah. but he was also a really sinister hitman in um Those Who Wish Us Dead, which is a, a Tyler Sheridan movie about with Angelina Jolie. Um mm-hmm. so he really pulls off action well. And this was the this was Nicolas Cage's role, you know. I'm not gonna say the role he was meant to be, because that was Mandy. <laughs> 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 but uh he was great in it he got to be over the top ridiculous and it's like yeah of course because he's dracula why wouldn't he be over the top ridiculous and john ralphio made me so mad in this for those for those parks and rec fans (laughs) i can't think of his real name uh, nothing personal but he's john ralphio to me right now um no yeah it's a fun it's a good it's a fun action comedy it's you know it's very cheesy in certain parts very bloody and action-filled in other parts like it definitely runs a gamut um and it's fun it's on peacock go check it out totally recommend it's a good one thank you Mm -hmm. and again sometimes i just need someone to tell me go watch that (laughs) okay
1: go watch that movie yeah
3: and then i watched Xena's pick 2023's no one will save you on hulu an exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody must battle an alien who's found its way into her home. No spoilers. That's in the trailer. Uh, why this one, Zena?
0: Uh, Because you did like Spontaneous. It's the same director, you know, for mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. I don't always watch a lot of sci-fi, you know, thriller, horror, you know, like that. But um, I really like this one. So I thought you needed it in your life.
3: Sci-fi horror is definitely a blind spot for me. One, because you just don't see a lot of it and i think it tends to lean more sci-fi than horror a lot of the time and i wasn't sure what to think of this one at all yeah um (laughs) holy crap was this a good movie like what they did with this was like like is it a spoiler to say or or say what they don't say (laughs) in this movie
1: it's not a spoiler that there's no
3: there's no there's like five words in this entire movie Mm -hmm. amongst anyone and no one's mute there's just no words right. and I yeah. love that so much I I've, I've thought about that before that whenever you see isolation horror people are always talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. they're always saying something or whatever and I'm not saying that's not that's not possible. it's absolutely realistic. people do that all the time mm-hmm. but the fact that they actually went there with this, and this girl has been so isolated. She probably hasn't actually talked to anyone in who knows how long. that it, since her mom died. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, yeah, since her mom died.
1: That's that's at the mm-hmm. beginning also not a spoiler. No,
3: not a spoiler. Um but she's been so isolated also because of something else in her life and isolated from the town that talking to herself, yeah, it wouldn't be a a, a natural reaction. They they explain why like there's no talking like and it makes sense. And just the acting chops and range that comes from it, but also just to play on the alien concept was really fun. Mm-hmm. Like what what the aliens were capable of, how they moved, their reactions, the science, the the kind of bits and pieces of science you see and don't understand. And then an ending that did not see coming at all. Still not entirely totally sure how I feel about it. A Me little too. bit bothered by it. <laughs> it makes you um, think it does it kind of is like am i happy that this is what happened or is this upsetting that this is what happened i don't know like what happened Uh, and i can't think of the last time i thought that about a movie at the end of a movie normally it's like okay that was the ending and either it's like that was a great ending or it didn't work but this one is like i'm not sure what i think of it and Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome too probably outwaters is probably the last time i thought that like what the hell did i just watch (laughs) in a very different way very different movie. yeah
1: totally different
3: 180 degrees away from outwaters like most things are uh but no this was great and i wouldn't have watched it hulu i almost never watch movies on hulu anymore um so i appreciate this recommendation was great and i loved i loved seeing them go for this
1: yeah I feel like you should get on it more. They're really mm-hmm. good about adding new stuff, like cobweb if you need another last minute like Halloween watch. like that's a brand new one that was just added to hulu i've
3: I've seen that. there is a lot of stuff popping up on there that I'm like, I know I need to, and mm-hmm. I just
0: yeah,
3: just haven't. um okay, before we move on, what did we watch and how did we watch it?
0: Uh, so I checked out uh, Sister Death on Netflix and then I read Lost Boy, the True <laughs> Story of Captain Hook.
1: I watch Trick or Treat and Hebe GB TV, both on Screen Box.
3: Hebe TV. <laughs> I just like saying Hebe-G-B-TV. that. Hebe yeah. TV.
1: It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah.
3: And I watch 2023's Renfield on Peacock and 2023's No One Will Save You on Hulu. And I don't need homework for next week because Megan and I are going to be taking a little hiatus from the show for Aww. the next month. Yeah. Aww. The last <laughs> The last couple of months in October in particular have been a lot for both of our particular <laughs> jobs and just need a little bit of break to get things back in order. Um, if you all listen to Creepy, obviously thir- the last 31 days, but also I've been trapped in a haunted house and I just need to decompress <laughs> for a little while. And obviously Megan's busy time of year. That said, we are having a Xena takeover in November.
0: That's right. That Z-November. I think we're calling
3: we're going to call it Z-November, yeah, yeah. which it's, just makes sense.
0: It's going to be a good time, you know, before someone's like, no, and then they just, like, cut it <laughs> off. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to have a guest each week, and there's even going to be a awesome, like, bundle giveaway. So you'll just have to tune in next week to see. well, hear what it is and see because I'm going to post about it on our social media and, yeah, see if you can awesome. get your hands on it.
3: Yep. So our plans right. are still going to be moving forward. We'll still post episodes, ideally on Wednesday, assuming there mm-hmm. aren't any technical difficulties. So the content won't be stopping. Megan and I are just going to take a little bit of a break and the show will go on. Don't worry. And yeah. you'll get some interviews.
0: Zeno's
3: in control. For I mean, we'll
0: miss you guys,
1: though.
3: We'll miss you, too.
0: <laughs> but it's fine. Well, we won't because we'll have her in our ear
1: holes all November long. Yeah, I'll still be listening
3: yeah. to it. I'll still get the audio um But yes, and for those of you out there who were interested in like maybe hearing more interviews and things like that on the show, now is your best opportunity to hear them because well, I don't like doing interviews.
0: <laughs> kind of. It's, <a>, it's <laughs> going to be a good time. Definitely going to be having them. plenty of recommendations still for everyone.
3: Perfect. Nice. Can't wait. All right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So, what's going on, Megan?
1: Stop <laughs> all of the stuff. No, uh, director Scott Derrickson's uh Joe Hill adaptation, The Black Phone, was a huge hit in theaters last year, so it's probably no surprise that Black Phone 2 has officially been confirmed. Uh, Universal and Blumhouse will release The Black Phone 2 on June 27th, 2025. Uh, it stars Ethan Hawke in the most disturbing role of his career, probably uh, in this. He starred in the suspenseful thriller and it is based on Joe Hill's short story in the film. Uh, Finney, a shy, but clever 13 year old boy is abducted by a sadistic killer played by Hawk and trapped in the soundproof basement where screaming is a little use. Um, but he finds a disconnected phone on the wall and discovers that he can hear the voices of the killer's previous victims. And they are dead set on making sure what happened to them doesn't happen to Finney. Um, that's about all of the confirmed details are, but um, as for whether the original team is reuniting for the sequel, the co-writer C. Robert Cargill tweeted last week, uh, me, I'm only going to make a Black Phone sequel if we really have a great idea. Phone rings. Joe Hill. So I've got a really great <laughs> idea. <laughs> me me and Scott Derrickson 30 seconds later, so we're making a Black Phone prequel. Yay. So that cheeky little tweet basically confirms that all three are back for this sequel. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Uh, In some very unexpected news, Zach (laughs) Greger's hit Barbarian is the latest horror movie to get a video game Mm. adaptation for PC and consoles, courtesy of New Regency Pictures and Diversion 3 Entertainment. Uh, Diversion 3 Entertainment will lead the creative team adapting Barbarian in video game form, having Dimension, uh, Diversion. I keep saying Diversion 3. Diversion 3 Entertainment on board is a big deal right off the bat because the company previously worked on Friday the 13th, the game, and Evil Dead, the game. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very excited to work with the team at New Regency to expand on the settings, characters, and creatures of Barbarian, uh, said Tim Hess, executive producer of Diversion 3 Entertainment. The film did a magnificent job of not only scaring audiences with its unexpected and horrifying twists and turns, but also establishing strong characters thrown into terrifying situations. So, uh, there's no word on physical release of the movie, which is, I think, all that fans pretty much care about at this yeah. point. Like, where is it? Uh, Roy Lee at some point mentioned that it was going to happen. It has not yet. So, but hey, there's a video game in, in the works. <laughs> yeah. No Blu-ray yet, but cool. we got a video game. So, yeah. And then uh, I think we're all huge fans of Mike Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's headed back into the world of Stephen King with The Life of Chuck. And he announced the full cast, pretty much, which is freaking massive. Um, It is based on the short story from King's 2020 anthology, If It Bleeds. The Life of Chuck is three separate stories linked to tell the biography of Charles Krantz in reverse, beginning with his death from a brain tumor at 39, ending with his childhood in a supposedly haunted house. According to the production, the genre of the uh, project will totally draw from Stand By Me, Shawshank Redemption, Green Miles, So Think, More Feel Good Than Scares, which kind of is in line with... Mike Flanagan. Um, so deep breath. Here's the cast list so far. <laughs> uh, Chiwetel 04, Karen Gillen, mm. Jacob, Chembray, Chem, Jacob Tremblay, Tom Hiddleston, Mark Hamill, Matthew Lillard, Aww. Heather Langenkamp, Mia Sarah, Benjamin Pajak, Harvey Guillen, David Dasmultian, Kate Siegel, Carl Lumley, Annalise Basso, Samantha Sloyan, Rahul Coley, Michael Truco, Violet McGraw, and Molly Sequin. Flanagan tweeted last week: "The life of Chuck is a very personal story for me, and a movie I'm so grateful will be in the world. We'll keep you posted with more updates as they come, which I'm sure we'll hear a lot more yeah. until it's ready for release." So yeah, uh, I
3: was completely sold by like the third or fourth name. I was like, "All right, you,", you. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did twelve more.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, tw- it's it's got a huge. crazy cast. Yeah, That's
3: amazing. I mean, Mike Flanagan, good on you, man. Get more, yeah. get more horror crossovers. Get bring more actors into the horror space. I'm not mad about that.
1: Yeah, and I I like that my, Matthew Lillard has a lot of uh horror work lately. Yeah.
3: Oh God, did you see Five Nights at Freddy's? The yes. f- the opening weekend made like sixty five million dollars.
1: Uh, the world, no, more yeah, that was than that, sir. It was like was it? It was like a. Uh, more than that. Hold on. I'm about to pull it up because it was like 180 or some, some nonsense. Holy
3: wow. crap. Oh, maybe it was just like opening net or day or something then. It,
1: yeah. It made crazy amounts of money. Uh, goes it? to show you the
3: Rotten Tomatoes scores don't matter that much. <laughs>
1: okay. So opening. It shatters box office. So it's... uh north america 80 million okay. 132 million global
3: oh wow. good on them!
1: and that's with it being um released on peacock this yeah movie. that's so crazy that, it made an insane amount of money so five nights at freddy's part 15 here we come yeah no doubt can't
0: wait though i had fun with it
3: i still have to it's watch it's very cute too. yeah it's very cute all right listeners your turn what horror movie needs or at least deserves a sequel what movie that you can't even begin to imagine as a video game do you think would maybe work as a video game? You can call or text us at 224 475 1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us at podcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, zina what should we be watching on Halloween or I the f- day after? like I feel like you're saying a lot,
0: like, and then yes. it. Just...
3: All of it. Just go. <laughs> Just turn on your TV. That's you'll find it. so out.
0: much. Yep. Yeah, well, first up, out today, Monday, mm-hmm. uh, Hell House LLC Origins: The Carmichael Manor. It's available on Shutter. On Halloween, uh, Bullet Brothers Dracula returns. You know, for this season, there's going to be eleven drag performers, performances. Performers, performers, performers. Sorry about that. Gosh. <laughs> you know, and they're competing, hard. <laughs> they're competing for the title of the world's next drag super monster and a cash prize of $100,000. Also, The Elderly is available on VOD. I previously spoke about this one where The Elderly, uh, they're acting weird. There's some paranormal events that happened. And, you know, it's paired with lust, with a lust for blood. So, whoa. Then Bloodthirst, uh, this would be available on VOD and DVD. Uh, This is still Tuesday the 31st, so Halloween. In a world of vampires, only the strong survive. John Shepard, a vampire hunter, is one of them. John has to track down and eliminate the master vampire before he gets himself turned into one. Then on Friday the 3rd, November 3rd, happy November, (laughs) Courtney gets possessed. This will be available on VOD. A bumbling wedding party must battle the forces of hell when a bride becomes possessed by the devil the night before her wedding. Then Squealer, when a local cop and an overzealous Social worker follow clues on a missing person's case around town. Stomach turning discoveries are unearthed on a per- on a pig farm where the town butcher has been slaughtering more than livestock. Then we also have Black Noise, members of an elite security team deployed to rescue a VIP member of an ex- on an exclusive island. But then something is happening. There's some type of sinister presence that's going on that wants to harm them. We also have Deep Fear. This will be available on VOD 3. Young, freshly graduated students decide to have a little fun visiting the Paris catacombs. Soon, Sonia, Max, and Henry need to escape from a strange creature hiding and hiding underground in the earth, hoping to unleash hell above the surface. Well, yeah. Okay, you know when she said that. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, of course. Then we also have Where the Devil roams. This will be available in limited theaters. uh, Family of a murderous sideshow performers travel around the world on the dying uh, carnival circuit. Then we have Project Z. This will also be in limited theaters. A group of film students take three unemployed actors to to a dirty hotel. We'll just say what it is. And the Norwegian Mountains (laughs) to make a zombie film. And then on Tuesday the 7th, you can own it lives inside. It'll be available on Blu-ray and DVD, as well as The Jester and Ghost of the Vo- Ghost of Void. It'll be available on VOD. And so just in case if you did miss it, Freddy, uh Five Nights at Freddy's will be, it is still in theaters. It's also on Peacock. When Evil Lurks is on Shutter, Suitable Flesh is on VOD. There's just so much stuff that's out right now. Literally, just cut your TV on. You'll be okay. Yeah, just turn it on. <laughs>
3: And that's a Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at BloodyDisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, RealQueenOfHorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my, still daily, but by the time you hear this, back to weekly horror narration Yay. podcast creepy. <laughs> Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at pod, or drop us an email at BedisgustingPodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to check out all things bloody disgusting on tiktok at be disgusting so for this week i'm john
0: i'm megan i'm Zena.
3: grab some popcorn cozy up on the couch and watch something you love just make sure it's something bloody here comes z november happy, hey. halloween. <laughs> happy halloween happy halloween
1: happy day of the dead and happy z november